Are you a lover, a dreamer, or maybe just an animal? Let's find out on episode number 41 of the Retro Rewind podcast. Retro Rewind podcast initialized. Mission identified. The Muppet Movie. 1979. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago and let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 41. There you can leave us a comment on the episode, and you can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and more. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I am a dad, a designer, and a Doc Hopper dissenter. And I predicted the Muppet movie would be a tragic movie. Oh, that sounds tragic. Oh, (laughs) indeed. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul Powers. How are you doing today, Paul? I'm doing well until I heard the word tragic. That just kind of brought me down a level. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so you're a Doc Hopper descendant? You, wait, Dissenter. Is... Like oh, I, okay. like Max, he didn't want to do what oh, Doc Hopper was doing. okay, okay, gotcha. But we're now. getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Paul, right. in, in the making the Muppet movie, Jim Henson spent a whole day of shooting in a 50-gallon oil drum... Uh, just to do the Kermit scene when he's uh, singing in the swamp. Oh, My question wow. to you is, have you been or are you presently claustrophobic? No, um, but they say as you get older, some of those fears develop. And oh, one of the fears that is developing for me now is the fear of heights. Oh, like, really? Yeah. And I don't, it didn't bother me before, but now I get a little shaky looking over ledges. So not claustrophobic. I think it's nice and cuddly and snuggly in closed spaces. <laughs> but uh, my okay. fears are getting worse as they as I get older, at least the fear of heights. Sorry. So going down that ledge at Grand Canyon, probably not so much anymore. I, I would do it, but I'd be shaking more. Uh, okay. I, but luckily, I, I'm still in the... At the stage of my life where I would still do it. And I predicted that actually I had a hard time trying to decide if it would be classic or nostalgic. I think I finally decided on nostalgic. Nostalgic. All right. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, we are joined once again by my my regular guest host, my lovely wife, Christy Ruiz. Hi, Christy. Hi, Christy. Hello. How are you doing today? Fabulous. I'm just just knitting some socks while I do this podcast. Because <laughs> I'm awesome like that. I mean, I'm knitting a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Muppets, um, if it didn't come across during the movie, Doc Hopper is a parody of KFC's Colonel Harlan Sanders with a white suit and the string tie. Uh, Christy, if you were to open a fast food restaurant, what kind of food would you serve? Oh, golly. Could be anything. Sliders. Oh, like little burgers? Yeah, but like not just a cheeseburger or have some bacon on it, but like different kinds of meat. Steak, pork. Different kind of toppings. Um Frog legs, but they're slight. Yes, frog, frog legs. legs, but they're sliders, so they're fast. I don't know. Nice. That was my off the top of my head answer. 
No, that's awesome. I like burgers. <laughs> and I predicted that this movie was going to be a classic. Oh, okay. Even though you had not seen it before. Yes, I remember. I actually don't it's, have to remember. It's right here. I wrote it down. It's classic nice. characters, and it's their first movie, so it makes sense. I said, I said, exactly. I expect to like it and rate it a classic. Cool. Predict that. Boom. Thank you, Christy. And Paul, will you please uh, put in our course for this episode? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on the Mupp movie from 1979 that will include major spoilers. And then let's have a new tube segment after that and round up the show with some feedback and announcements. Awesome. Alice, whenever you get the target. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. It's working this time. Good. It's the Muppets as you've never seen them before. Everybody on to Hollywood! With stars Charles Durning, Austin Pendleton, special guest stars Edgar Bergen, Milton Berle, Mel Brooks, James Coburn, Dom DeLuise, Elliot Gould, Bob Hope, Madeline Kahn, Carol Kane, Cloris Leachman, Steve Martin, Richard Pryor, Telly Savalas, Orson Welles, and Paul Williams. The Muppet Movie, rated G. We're now playing at theaters throughout Southern California. <laughs> Sorry, rest um, of the but world. were there any Muppets in that movie? I don't know. What do we remember? Uh, first, though, I'd like to point out this is this this episode's a little different because Christy actually had never seen the Muppet movie growing up. So I asked her; she's going to give us a fresh perspective, and I asked her to just sort of guess at what this movie would be about. Oh, interesting. And here's what she's here's what she said: a Muppet adventure of epic proportions. So thank you, Christy. Sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of walking around Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet Earth. Um, but here is what Paul and I remembered from the movie in a synopsis form. Kermit the Frog, or Kermit the Frog, is singing about rainbows on a log in a swamp. He decides to leave it, though, and get to Hollywood. On his journey, he meets several other Muppet friends and is on the run from a fast food frog legs baron that wants to kill Kermit for some reason. After Beaker blows up Animal, they defeat the baron and make it to Hollywood, ending with all the Muppets singing with a hole in the roof with a rainbow that is shining through it. Ta-da! All right, Paul. I'm kind of disappointed. What we remembered. No Inception moment. Sorry. Well, you know, sometimes we actually remember it pretty accurately. Sometimes being, maybe this is the first time. But, (laughs) Paul, will you tell us what technically happened in the Muppet movie? Sure. The Muppet movie came out June 22nd in 1979 in the U.S. of A. It was rated G and ran 95 minutes. Directed by James Frawley. And uh, starred the Muppet cast of Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Jerry Nelson, Richard Hunt, Dave Golas, and had a bunch of cameos that you probably just heard. Yes. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The budget for this film was around $8 million, and it grossed somewhere between $65 million and $75 million domestically. 
And when that's adjusted for inflation, it would equal well over $200 million. Whoa. As of this recording. So, yeah. Well done, Muppets. Good job, Jim. Just curious, do you happen to know how well the Muppet, the Muppets, that recent 2011 movie did, I think? Uh, not technically, but uh, this is the second highest grossest Muppet movie of all time. The Muppets that you just mentioned is the highest huh. grossing Muppet movie oh, wow. of all time. Oh, well, all righty. Everyone wanted the Muppets back. Yeah, I yeah. bet. There's a lot of nostalgia. Yeah. But what nostalgia do we have about this movie. Let's talk about what we liked about it. But as uh, Paul and Chrissy get their notes ready, uh, we had a Facebook comment from Sharon Powers, who is a previous guest host. On My the notes podcast. are ready. That's great. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read this, though. Okay. Uh, she essentially had uh, her own memory synopsis, so I wanted to read that for us. Oh, um, ooh, ooh, Inception moment. Oh, okay. go ahead. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. My memories of this gem are scattered as I was so young when I saw it been and she's been mean to watch it again. I recall Big Bird getting kidnapped into a shady circus kind of show. <laughs> and that's followed that bird. Oh, okay. And being painted blue. Yeah, uh, that's from Follow That Bird. Uh, a huge fork in the road. Steve yeah, Martin looking suave uh, with a glass of wine. The Muppet Band, Dr. Teeth, and the Electric Mayhem. Yeah, I just looked that name up. Uh, Chickens. And, of course, Kermit playing banjo and singing The Rainbow Connection. At the beginning, and the song moving right Oh, and the song moving right along. Uh, Josh Powers, we must watch this soon. And I have something very special for you, Sharon. Because you combine two movies together. That's a compliment, not so much a this or anything all right so let's start let's go with christy give us something that you loved or liked about the muppet movie um i loved the opening scene there was just like joke after joke after joke and i was finding myself laughing out loud that totally was fun the whole time i was like hang on <laughs> have they always been this funny <laughs> because i remember watching the muppet tv show like the hour long or 30 minute one the Muppet um, Show. And, yeah, The Muppet Show. Thanks. And I was little, so I mm-hmm. probably didn't get most of the jokes, but watching the beginning part where they're sitting in the theater cracking jokes at one another is mm-hmm. really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I had sort of had this impression, I don't know for whatever reason, that they weren't going to be all, that they weren't really that funny. Maybe they're funny for kids, but not so much for adults. Uh, but what did you think about the opening, Paul? Did you like it or wish it started in a different way? The opening or the jokes? The opening, oh, okay, which opening? The one where they're all at the movie studio or the opening of him, Kermit in the Swamp? Movie studio. That's okay. what we're referring to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was an interesting, a, a unique way of opening up the movie. I enjoyed mm-hmm. a different totally. kind of opening like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, what was something else you liked, Paul? Um, just to piggyback off of that, I also liked how at the end they were in the movie studios and then the credits would mm-hmm. go by as they were going along. And then at the yeah. very end, uh, who was it? Animal <laughs> at the end? It says it's over. It's basically did the Ferris Bueller thing at the, what he did well, years later. Ferris Bueller did. Yeah. Did yeah. animals thing. 
Yeah. yeah. But like get out or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the movie's yeah. over or something. So I thought uh, that was good. And to comment on what uh, Christy said, I enjoyed the puns. Some of the some of the puns and the humor in the movie as well. Like a lot of puns. Like I know one of the lines was when uh, the Kermit was riding the bike and it got ran over. And he said, if frogs couldn't hop, I would be gone with the Schwinn. And the Schwinn yeah. a bike. You know, those <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of things. That was That was fun. Or what the um, honeydew, whatever. The honeydew. Doctor Honeydew or and honeydew. Beaker, yeah. But yeah, we're at the very beginning. He's Fozzie says something about he couldn't live with himself, and he goes, "Well, you'd have to find a new place to live." Or something <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like jokes like that, though. Those oh, are the totally. kind of jokes I memorized. So. Yeah. And going off cool. that, I also really liked all the. Uh, breaking the fourth wall humor that they yeah. did. Yeah. For instance, uh, Kermit calling out that the Harry Krishna was a running. Oh no, now it's a running gag, or something yeah. like that. And uh, also, and and along with that, uh, listener Chris McGinty uh, put on our Facebook page. Uh, definitely. So he liked definitely uh, moving right along that music. Well, I'm sure we'll talk to the, speak to the music here in a second. But he also said. Uh, he loved all the fourth wall breaking, like Fozzie and Dr. Teeth reading through the movie script and figuring out what would happen in the end. Yeah, how I they met up with really, them later because they yeah, had the script. Yeah. I thought that was a really clever device. That was, yeah. I like that. I wrote that down too. Oh, I, yeah. I wrote down talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. I always like I always like it when they do that in movies, mm-hmm. funny movies anyway. Yeah. I don't think it would do well in serious movies. Yeah. <laughs> kind of break the suspense or something slightly odd i mean if any of our listeners have seen house of cards they certainly do that there and that's a serious oh that's a good point thing um but getting back to the muppet movie uh chrissy let's go back to you what was something else you really liked i noticed um i noticed the details of when kermit was playing the banjo that whoever does like overlooks the way the muppets act or mm-hmm. interact with each other. They were very specific in making Herbert look like he was actually playing a banjo. You know, sometimes you can look at a, a musician on screen and you're like, you're not even, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you even playing right now? We obviously, you don't know how to play that or it's a cut shot between the keys and the person's face and you don't hardly ever get to see the person's face because it's not actually that person playing the piano. Anyway, point being, it looked like Kermit was actually playing the banjo, the way that they were animating his fingers. It was, yeah, if you get a chance, go back and look at that little mm-hmm. section. Yeah, the Muppet had, puppetry is always top-notch. Yeah, and I, I know I, it's probably goes without saying. And puppetry, Jim Henson, thank you, the way Puppetry. Yeah, just <laughs> Jim Henson doing the Muppets, they felt... So real. It's probably, I know Paul's mentioned this like in back in our Labyrinth episode. I think just, of course, Jim Henson, no one can top him. Yeah. But it's just like, it's amazing how real these puppets feel. Like they feel like they're just part of this world. And so, and also a little bit of a Labyrinth connection. I thought when toward the beginning scene, when Fozzie and Kermit are dancing, mm-hmm. that sort of blue screen effect or wherever they did worked way better there than. The red sort of demon guys dancing with their heads yeah. off in Labyrinth. I don't know, but Labyrinth came so much later, so I'm not sure what happened there. But 
anyway, good job, Muppet Movie. <laughs> I appreciated the attention to detail. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Paul, let's go back to you. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we um, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think back to the... Sorry, you can edit this out if you want to. Um, I was thinking of back to the the red thing that they they used in this movie Fozzie and Kermit in front of a blue screen, mm-hmm. but I think the red guys were green screen and then it was digitally composited as opposed to optically. I don't know, oh. and so they hadn't perfected that quite yet. So right, exactly. Oh, interesting. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, anyway, something else that I like uh, that I enjoyed. Was or the cameos to see the different people, and yeah. um, I, I don't, I know all the Muppet movies have cameos to some point, especially like the classic ones. Um, mm. probably not the Christmas one as much, you know, some of those other ones, but uh, I don't, I this one seemed to have a lot, a lot yeah, of big I, ones, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Like, like even Mel like Don DeLuise right at the beginning, yeah, Mel Brooks and Bob Orson, Hope and Orson like, Welles, wow. and like mm-hmm. they brought out the heavy hitters for their first totally. one. Yeah. So uh, that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Jim called in all his favors. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> well, he has that standard uh, rich and famous contract drawn up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because apparently I didn't realize this. I I read that um, it was this movie was kind of an allegory to his rise to fame. Oh, Jim really? Henson's rise to fame, yeah. Which I found So all he had to do was uh, sneeze, make the, the secretary sneeze and he breaks in there and they automatically give him a rich and famous Not contract? autobiography, allegory. <laughs> so yes, that part happened. Close enough. No. Uh, <laughs> um. Let's go ahead and, and talk about it. I'm curious what you guys thought of the music. I'll go ahead and say my piece about it. Um, so I've heard Rainbow Connection. Like I've probably heard a lot more covers of it since, since seeing this movie as a kid. But um, I certainly remember listening to it. But hearing it this time and realizing it, that it was Jim Henson singing it and just that... I don't know, something about the mixture of listening to it in the context of the movie, knowing it was Jim Henson, was really touching and moving to me. I, I mm. really appreciated the lyrics, and I, I just really liked that that song. Um, it's hard to argue you guys... against a, a, class, a song that has been uh, referred to back again and again through the years since this came out. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys think about either that song or the music overall? Well, which one? Uh, <laughs> let, let's say the music overall, Christy. Um, well, I liked, I, I know the Rainbow Connection from, was it the Muppets Take Manhattan? I think he sings it there too. Maybe I don't That's know. like the only one I've ever seen. <laughs> um, that's a lie. I've seen the pirate one and the Christmas one. Anyway, um, it was fine, but I didn't actually have the perspective you have, and that sort of changes it. Now I'm like, oh, I wish I would have paid attention. Mm. I actually liked moving right along. I know you didn't 
so much, but I like that one. And I did not like Dr. Teeth or Whatcha Who's It Band up. Ugh. Yeah, well, we can, we'll, they save, made me we'll save just... a couple of these for later. Oh, right. This is the like part. <laughs> yeah. I liked moving right along. Moving right along. Nice. I liked listening to Kermit sing, mm-hmm. kind of, but I've heard that song so many it, times. It, yeah, the Rainbow Connection definitely has a nostalgic factor to it. Mm-hmm. If you've heard it over the years and then realize, looking back, it's... It's a fun revisit. Um, but the music overall, I generally like. There were some that I really liked. There was catchy and upbeat. Mm-hmm. And some that were not catchy. <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> More later. Uh, but uh, did you have anything else to add to that, Paul? Um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say anything against Paul Williams, who was in charge of the music. Because um, mm-hmm. I generally like his music, but uh, and he he did have some winners with this one, mm-hmm. so good. And on speaking of uh, Paul, was it Paul Williams, the music yeah. guy? Yeah. Um, so regular guest host Josh Powers uh, commented on our Facebook post about the Muppet movie. He said, um, "I actually watched this in my teens, and I'm sad I waited so long." I it might be one of my favorite or tied with Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. Uh, I heard composer Paul Williams once explain that the term rainbow connection came where it came from. He was talking to someone about how they had all the verses written but couldn't couldn't come up with the chorus which they knew had to be about rainbows. So he said to them that they were looking for a rainbow connection. And there it clicked for him. So anywho, great movie with uh, great gags and cameos. And uh, Retro Days, which is a site you can find at retrodays.org. That's D-A-Z-E, Days. Uh, They said, I still love Rainbow Connection as sung by Kermit. So they like that first song. Yes. Lots (laughs) of love for Rainbow Connection. Uh, What else do we have lots of love for? Let's go with Paul. Uh, for some okay, you really enjoyed that scene with Kermit, you know, singing mm-hmm. Rainbow Connection. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I really liked the scene where Kermit was in the desert talking to himself. Oh yeah, I thought that was really well done. Where you could you could hear both voices, and then it in the back kind it was blurred another Kermit talking, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. like talking to himself. And for I thought that scene was really well done. And then to mirror at the end where it's like, well, in the desert, he was like, okay, they're following a dream. You know, they're not following you. So it's cool that these guys are here. Mm-hmm. And then at mm-hmm. the end, I think he, he wraps, take that idea and wraps it up nicely where he says, life is like a movie, write your own ending, keep mm-hmm. believing, keep pretending. Keep pretending. Yeah, I, yeah, we've done just what we set out to do, and it's mm-hmm. like, yes, it clinched it. They, you know, just both those together, it, it really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. With the original Smeagol and Gollum, what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the way Kermit was talking with himself yeah. in the oh, desert. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nice, nice. Well done, hun. Um. Chrissy, was someone else you really liked, or do you want to piggyback off that? Oh, I, I do want to piggyback off that, but I can't piggyback off it right now. I have to I, piggyback off it later. I feel the same way. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Kermit, Kermit dancing. I oh. love watching. I love watching. 
I love watching Kermit ride a bike and dance, <laughs> and it's just as maybe it's just nostalgic for me, or and or the simple fact that it's nineteen what nineteen seventy nine, yeah, and you don't see the dude like stand. I'm, I'm like, how did they do? How did Marionette? they do that? Yeah, <laughs> apparently the they had to invest a lot of money into just getting things like the bicycle to work because it was like Jim Henson was pushing the limits of puppetry with the it stuff just like that. it and it makes it makes you just makes me want to just be friends with Kermit. I don't know why <laughs> watching him and Fozzie dance. I remember I had the uh you know those sort of box backpacks like the ones I didn't like from the never ending uh story. Do you remember that Paul? Either my reference or the backpacks. Okay. Okay. So I had one of those, and it, it was a red one, and it had the Kermit's head on the back. And I remember, it was like my first backpack for going to kindergarten. And you remember that? That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have for a while, and so I, I miss it. But anyway. Oh, find it on, on eBay. To... <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Things I liked about the movie, though. Uh, so kind of going off what you said, Paul, I the ending song... The way it, I, I guess it kind of acted like a bridge to Rainbow Connection, but yeah, yeah it, that really touched me too. I, I, it's for the same reasons you said, um, and I also this is totally different, but I really thought it was a cool twist that Miss Piggy knew martial arts. I don't think that'd be something <laughs> anyone was expecting seeing this. Seeing this as the or well, I don't know. Did she do much martial arts in the Muppet Show, which I never saw? I don't remember her doing martial arts there, I do. but that doesn't mean oh. she doesn't. Yeah, but she definitely did in movies afterwards. Christine. Well, it's either a movie or, or the Muppet Show itself. She was always defending Kermit that way. Okay. I, yeah! I just okay. remember her doing that, coming flying across the screen with her strange piggy leg and yeah. her curly yeah. Barbie hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, I have maybe a couple more before my most loved thing, but Christy. Oh, my most loved thing? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'll save it. Okay. Uh, Paul, do you have any more? I only have one more, and that's my most loved thing. All right. I'll hit a couple of these. Uh, I thought some of Gonzo's lyrics were deep, going back to the music again. Oh, his song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's That's a very retrospective song i don't know mm-hmm. what the right word is but it's it's very go it ahead was, it almost was the other the flip side of kermit's of rainbow connection i felt yeah when that's a good way of looking at it i'm going back there someday it's it's like going desert. to a home that he's never been to mm-hmm. uh, longing for a home that he's never been to and going back there again yeah exactly oh, okay. yeah it's like he wants to go home whereas kermit is pushing forward right and um paul williams talked about the the lyrics is about he looked at gonzo as uh of a a bird who can't fly so his longing was to fly and to be able to do that that's what the motivation was for him in writing this Oh wow! Okay, so that's why him up in the air is so amazing for him. Yeah, on the balloons. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. And why he um, loves chickens? Wa- yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and one last thing before my mo- before we share our most love things, I thought it was so odd. This is a memory I had as a kid when uh, 
I forget who goes who goes up to Bob Hope to get the ice cream. Is that Fozzie? Oh, I, I forget. So. Mm-hmm. And he gets like the the honey ice cream and the the grasshopper ice cream or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I remember thinking that ice cream looked amazing, and I wanted it so bad. When oh, I was as, a kid. as a kid, yeah. Just because it's ice cream. I, I don't know. It just looks so good, and it still look good now. Not I certainly don't have the same those same feelings, but Ooh, I just thought really? that was funny. It looked like fake ice cream. I think part of it was nostalgic of remembering that. Oh, okay. Uh, By the way, do you guys have some ice cream? I I could go for some. No, but (laughs) the scene that I really liked as a kid was my favorite scene was when Animal got big. Oh, yeah. And and just like that was my favorite part. Whenever the movie, eh, the rest of the movie can go on, but whenever that scene came on, I wanted to see that. So when (laughs) it came on again, it gave me memories of like nostalgia. I was like, but looking at it as an adult, I'm like, that's kind of weird. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you told me. Did you did you tell me something about him stomping through Las Vegas? N- no, I think I said they blow him up like honey I blew up the baby. No, before when... we even watched the movie. I know, oh, I thought I said something no, like that. No, I'm pretty sure you said don't you remember animal being really big and stomping through Las Vegas? Maybe I was incepting myself. Yeah, then. because uh, because I remember seeing that scene and being like that's it. I thought mm-hmm. you said he's going to like stomp around. Well, I misremembered. I just remembered. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our favorite things, guys. Uh, Christy, let's start with you. What's the thing you loved most about the Muppet movie? What's well, something simple just because it's super nostalgic? It's Beaker. Oh, I like Beaker. He's one of my favorites. I know. I don't know why I Beaker and the Swiss chef and I like... <laughs> I just love. I know that you're supposed to pick one thing. And then to part the turkey into bird and then to turn her to part in. Yes, I, love, I don't know why, but I just love. That. Oh yay! I was very excited to see him. <laughs> you like and characters who have speech impediments. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Very good. Very good. Um, Paul, what was the thing you love most about the Muppet movie? The thing that I liked most that would make the the classic maker, quote unquote, mm-hmm. would be the characters themselves, the fun characters of the Muppets. And this mm-hmm. is like an origin an origin like story of how they yeah. came together. Mm-hmm. So that that whole idea, that concept is what I probably enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What I love the most is pretty much what Paul had said earlier about that conversation Kermit has with himself. Oh, yeah. um, I just, I don't know, something about it. I really love that Kermit is thinking that all these people are sort of depending on him and following him because of who he is and this promise he apparently made to him. But him realizing that, no, they just believe in this dream and he just sort of had this vision casting for them and they bought into it, mm-hmm. rightly so, because it's an amazing vision. But realizing that... It, he's the one that needs to buy into it, his own self. Yeah. That he's the one that needs to believe and him sort of questioning himself, do I really believe? Yeah. And, and that that's that was really compelling to me. Yeah. Really like seeing, hear, or that scene in there. We sound like old men going through <laughs> midlife crisis. Like, you know what really resonates with me? That guy following his dream. <laughs> Now that you point that out, yep. 
What? Wait, I'm right leave? there with you, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Uh, but where are we not right with this movie? Um, as you guys get your your hated things up, let me read one more uh, thing we got from Facebook from a previous guest host, Martin Obando. He, and you can also listen to Martin. He does a podcast called The Geeksters where they talk about computer repair. And so if that's something you're interested in, go uh, do a Google search for Geeksters. Hmm. Anyway, he said, uh, where to start? Fork in the Road, Dr. Teeth, Doc Hopper, Frog Legs, Total Classic Movie. Total. Uh, oh, he didn't spell it that way. Uh, oh, okay. funny. <laughs> <laughs> of, of that would have been another people. pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, guys. What did not? What did not we like? <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> this movie we liked not. Um, quick aside, Miss Piggy. So Frank Oz does Miss Piggy and Yoda, right? Yes. That's why they sound the same. Yes. Uh, not the same, but they sound. <laughs> the same. Okay. Yeah. So she, I'll, yeah. I'll kick this off. Now uh, they are really, both owned by Disney. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are interesting. <laughs> um, so Doc Hopper needs some business coaching for knowing your audience when you're sort of pitching an idea for buy-in. The idea that he was trying to get Kermit, a frog, to promote a restaurant that kills frogs for food was ridiculous to me. But a lot of people go into it because money talks. A lot. I, I found it believable because there's... He would say no, but I think there's other frogs out there that would say yes because money is such a, a persuasive factor. They're like, oh, people I don't sell do out all the time. Yeah. Okay, but then he keeps going after him to the point of killing him. That's the whole movie. It's ridiculousness. They talk to the camera. It bothered me. I thought it was ridiculous. I felt it's like they ridiculous. could have come up with some other, some other way that he was an antagonist or some other antagonist. Um, why kill? Maybe someone who just hates frogs for some reason. Like he a does. Frog That's why he wants to sell, sell them. And I don't know. I don't get the sense that he sells them because he no, he sells frogs. them dead. Oh, because he hates frogs. Oh, you want a backstory, but you want a two, a three dimensional character as the villain. Yes, I do. Oh. This is not. An he always movie. does. Didn't you hear his review of Monty Python and the Holy Grail? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh. He can't dig two-dimensional characters. It just drives him nuts. Well, then you must not like this movie. <laughs> Chrissy, what was something that drove you nuts about the, the Muppet movie? band. Dr. Mayhem? I like Animal, but the other guys... Oh, I mean, okay, I guess it was the 70s, but did they have to act like they were always high? I for sure, like they, man. They just like light a doobie on, off the scene in their bus. Like, what? I don't. I didn't take it that way, but I, now that you mentioned it, I can see that. <laughs> their music just really annoyed me, and it went on forever, and it kept popping up, and it's just long, like, like, uh, what's that stupid show, Family beat. Guy, where they just randomly go off for five minutes oh, over nothing yeah. that has to do with the movie, and you're just like. I'm going to fall asleep right now. What are you doing? Go away. I mean, they provided some funniness, but... Yeah. 
And I, I mean, I love I, that they were reading the script and that part. But yeah, overall, I did not care for Electric Mayhem. As a kid, I was amazed. Like, wow, they painted it just right so that they could blend oh. into that billboard. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> but as an adult, it's like they spent all that time painting and then they just pulled right in front and for nothing. You know what I yeah, mean? It's like, all right. Oh, come on. Yeah. Um, one other thing I didn't like about the, their whole main song, the Electric Mayhem song, is when they keep cutting to like them painting and outside and then them inside, and it looks like they're singing to the dead bodies of Fozzie and Kermit. What? <laughs> I didn't notice so that. Macabre. It's because they're sleeping. I, yeah, but they don't like puppet any breathing or anything like that. They're just oh, like I didn't notice limp. that. So like they're like singing all happy at these two dead bodies. It was Why did you really think dead bodies? In my mind. Oh, that's so what amazing. it looked like to me. They should have they should have done some like uh, some uh, bladders inflating or something. Or if they did, I did not. I did not. You see mean them. stomachs? Because they'd have to go to the bathroom if their bladders not were not literal. Bla- <laughs> not anatomical bladders. I mean, just the device of a bladder expanding and because you wouldn't need an, a real bladder. Oh, in a anyway. <laughs> My goodness. Paul, what was something you don't like about the movie? This Uh, conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I enjoyed some of the humor, there was other parts of the humor that seemed really childish. Oh, like like what? I didn't write any down, but I was like... Yeah, because I I had that same reaction, just... (laughs) It was like, come (laughs) on. Well, it was if it was rated G, then I'm assuming families were supposed to go see it. So you yeah. had to run the gamut between I little. I know, but it's like, but do adults. I have to sit through the really childish stuff? You yeah, know if you I had, mean? yeah. Mm. I suppose if you were going with your family, then even then, I, let's 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 not dumb it down to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> Though I gotta say, <laughs> too if, much pot. If, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you if you have your choice between. A joke and a song. The joke's over pretty quick. The song uh, goes on and, on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, but, so yeah. <laughs> leave it at that. No offense, Mr. Composer, dude. Yeah, I, well, yeah, similar on that along that line. I didn't really care for moving right along. I know. Oh, that was the like best that. part. That's why they kept yeah. reusing it over and over throughout the score. It, yeah, I just like it. Seemed very. Very dated. I'd say that seemed the most dated of all the music to me. Rainbow Connection seems the most dated to me. Okay. I mean, that's that's you guys' opinion. I'm just saying for me, it seemed the most dated. You just don't like earworms. Well, that bothered me too, yes. It was stuck in my head like for the whole day after. Then how could you not like it? It's right? catchy. Oh, so is a million bottles of beer on the wall or yes. whatever and that's the most annoying classic what no. are the most annoying sound in the world we're not doing <laughs> yes thank you thank you paul you are awesome i'm sorry i'm done with the show bye guys but <laughs> that's all folks that was amazing <sighs> Soundwave is like this wall of sound on the garage van. That's later in the show, Soundwave. <laughs> anyway. Spoiler. Christy, what was something else you didn't like about the movie? 
Um, well, I've never seen this movie. And mm-hmm. I was tired, but I, I tend to stay up if I'm engaged. Or knitting. And the movie fell apart. <laughs> was it halfway through? At Electric Mayhem. I don't even know, Before. but I don't. I slept through the ending. I oh. remember like opening my eyes sort of to see them like make the secretary sneeze and go in. And that old dude, I didn't even know who he was. I was like, old dude, I'm bored. And I fell asleep. Orson but, Welles is one of the greatest Hollywood I know who legends. Orson Welles. I know who Orson Welles is. Yeah, he wrote War of the Worlds. I know who I Orson Welles so. is. I just, <laughs> I just didn't know his face. Okay. My point being, if I got really bored, I think I wrote down just before the desert scene, which when you guys were talking about it, I was like, oh, that that's a good point. Except for I think the before credits scene set me up for a movie that was breaking the fourth wall with silly puns mm. and fun music. And then it got like all serious <laughs> and I'm like, go back to the silly puns. <laughs> Oh, is it? I'm like, go. Where are the cameos? Come on, it's gotta be more than this. Ah, Kermit, stop being so serious. Dance some more. (laughs) Dance, frog, dance. Exactly. (laughs) What you guys were saying makes more sense now, and I'm like, oh, but I got bored. Well, that's good. I couldn't even knit. Like I was like, I'm just so. But that's probably because I was also tired. Oh well, yeah. It's a busy day. That's not my most hated thing, but I'm okay. just saying. That's all I have. I wrote like my on my dislike list. Half of the movie. <laughs> I, I would agree that um, about halfway through the movie, it seemed like the movie started off so strong and it was going, 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 and then it's just like hit the brakes somewhere in the middle. I, I don't know why. Oh, I found some, I thought of something else. Go ahead, sorry. Okay, well, Paul, you go ahead, then we'll go back to Christy. All right. Um, What's... Again, something that previously mentioned, I said some of the songs are catchy and some of the songs are not. Mm. And some of the, so I'd have to agree with some of the things that I didn't like really. I wouldn't go out and buy the soundtrack of this, of this uh, movie, but there are yeah. songs that I have already downloaded and it's part of my playlist from this mm-hmm. movie. There's a couple in there, but those other songs, it was so disappointing to have such good songs and then others such not. So, what what do you guys think of the Miss Piggy song? I'm curious. Which Miss Piggy song? I'm not allowed to talk about it until later. <laughs> Which is it? Is it is it so bad that I completely forgot there was a Miss Piggy song? Yeah, it's the whole like her and Kermit being in love or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yes, totally forgettable. Yes, I. I don't know if it's forgivable because it's kind of annoying, but oh, I, for um, me, I, I wiped it out of my memory. Just <laughs> it's good, Paul. It's good. Deleted. Yes. Uh, see, I can reference Jim Carrey movies too, guys. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> oh my gosh! You went from Jim Carrey to Austin Powers. Ah, <sighs> yes. Uh, so the last thing I have before my most hated was. It didn't seem to be very consistent that Miss Piggy would be so in love with Kermit and then get a call that she gets like an ad job and then leaves. That, and that's, then just, that's her character, though. That's her. Uh, She'll well, put her career before the frog. Her career it annoyed me. It didn't make the sense. The frog and number three is everything else. It doesn't seem like you could be so in love with someone or something. It, 
and then also you fell for the song you enjoy you thought the miss piggy song was good then because you bought into it (laughs) you're not you're just thinking about you and how you would perceive the world but many people perceive the world like she does really me first yeah she gets the career and then gets the frog later like me first that's the world that's like 90 percent of the united states way over 90 well, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> to just like I don't know, me first. I am woman, hear me roar. Get out my way. All right. I I I guess I didn't think about it in that light. But I uh, yeah, it's annoying. I agree. Okay. All right, let's hit up our most hated. No way I have one more oh, thing. Oh, that's oh, annoying. Christy, yes. Um maybe it was the style of filming, but they cut really like the cuts were. Mm, they they didn't do to... the fade swipes like in Star Wars. From <laughs> I don't know what it is because I'm not really like technically savvy when it comes to how they transition from scene to scene. But the transitions from scene to scene or from person to person seemed very jarring and mm. very like wait. Oh, hang on. Were we just looking at the... Oh, now we're looking at the ass. Stop moving. Why are you... One of the things is, is because it takes a lot to set up the the Muppets with the puppeteers underneath that they can't... That it's really hard for them to do panning shots. And everything has to be set up um, well planned in advance. So maybe one of the reasons is because of that. I don't know. That hmm. might be it. Uh, it was just something jarring that I noticed. It was one of those behind the scene things that you were like, I'm annoyed, but I, I don't really know why. Hmm. But now I do. That's completely fair. All right. Unless there's anything else, going once, going twice. Let's hit up what we hated about, just flat out hate about the Muppet movie. Let's begin with Paul. The tragic maker. As I have to agree with Christy yes, the that... Tragic maker. That some there's a part a lot there it's boring okay lots (laughs) of it was just boring it was so slow in parts it was just uh. (laughs) (laughs) think this has to be the first time I've fallen asleep in a movie hard I don't think I've ever remember you sit through anyway okay hard to sit through the whole thing or just parts of it. A lot of parts of it. Okay. All right. That's why it's the most hated. Yes. All right. Christy? Miss Piggy. Piggy. (laughs) I've always hated her. I think I knew that. I forgot. Miss Piggy and Piglet. I just maybe I just don't (gasps) like pigs. Also, also I don't like from yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Also, if you know what Kipper is, they have a pig character there who I don't like. So you don't like Hampton from Tiny Toons? You don't? Oh, no, I don't. And I don't like Porky the Pig either. It, maybe <gasps> it's the way they voice them. Do you like oh. Charlotte from Charlotte's Web? That's the, the spider. spider. <laughs> what about Babe? I can't remember the, the pig. Babe, name. I like because they voice uh, babe, babe like an actual little kid. Little they boy. Don't, <laughs> like, yeah. So, and I just don't like Miss Piggy. She makes me want to punch her in the face when she talks and when she sings and when she does her martial arts. I just. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And the way she treats Kermit, like Kermit is just you just want to be his best rock. friend and put him in your put him in your pocket and and just take him everywhere and show him all the nice things about the world and then here comes this piggy 
highfalutin piggy wiggy and you're just like go away piggy just leave just stop singing and walk away in your chubby little piggy feet heels so i know you said you saw muppets take manhattan manhattan i don't know how well you remember it though did you were you rooting for the human girl that like kermit in that movie most likely okay (laughs) all i remember about that movie is kermit riding a bike in a park yeah, but then afterwards they, no, oh, never mind. We won't talk about that. Yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. For Sorry m- to everyone who likes Miss Piggy. No, I'm. That's okay. I'm sure they're not hurting. Uh, for me, the thing I hid most was kind of in line with Paul's, and I didn't actually remember that this movie was essentially a movie musical. And mm. so when they start getting into all these songs, mm-hmm. uh, and especially songs that I don't think are very good i mean yeah. i i was trying to i was trying to decipher okay like based on me being totally wrong in our mary poppins episode about the music <laughs> not moving the movie forward i was trying to be careful is this moving it forward and i'd say for the most part they the the musical elements the musical songs were but i felt like it was pretty much your hina a sand pit if you're mm. driving a studebaker every time when you uh get to a song in, in this movie, which was sad because it, it slowed down the whole pace. And Except for moving right along. Yeah, because it kept moving it moving right, right along. along. Uh, <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was the thing I had most about the Muppet movie. All right, guys. We have entered all our targeting information. <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's move right along to... Our firing solution. Alice, do you have it ready? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. All right, guys. Let's say whether we thought the Muppet movie was a classic. We would recommend it to anyone. A nostalgic. We'd only recommend it to people who've seen it before. Or a tragic. We wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. Stay away from it at all costs. (laughs) Let's start with Christy. How would you rate a Muppet movie? Or the Muppet movie, excuse me. Um, I'm going to rate this a tragic, and I would recommend really? the Muppet show over the Muppet movie. Oh, if you want okay. to love the Muppets, watch the show. Okay. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of this as our first tragic. From me. Well, no, but just in general, since we moved to the like the three rating systems, well, I feel I thought- like... We, when we did we move over? One. I thought you gave, uh, well, what was it, Monty Python, the Holy Grail? That was before. Oh, okay. It was uh, on the Cutting Edge episode is when we changed over. Oh. Anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Paul, what, how say you? <sighs> I had a really tough time with this as well. <laughs> I Yeah, I think we all three of us had a tough time. But ultimately... And please stick around for why. Because, okay, sorry, but I would have, I'm going to label this tragic as well. (laughs) And I think this is my first tragic rating. Um, I think so, yes. uh, The reason, the reason why is, uh, okay, before the new Muppet movie boost or whatever came out, the, the, Uh the recreations of it, I considered myself a Muppet fan. Uh-huh. And then after watching that, I didn't I didn't like the reboot mm-hmm. as much as that I wanted to. I was like, oh, the classic ones are better. 
But oh, then okay. after watching this, it's like, yeah, it has some nostalgic moments, mm-hmm. but it's really, like I said, long and slow. It's so slow moving that I wouldn't recommend to anyone who hasn't really seen it because yeah, there's okay. a lot of other Muppet yeah. things out there. And if you did like it in the past, I mean, it has some nostalgic parts that are fun, but it's so slow. I don't think it's really worth your time. It'd almost be right. better to watch clips on YouTube or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So. All right. Wow. So, Francisco, what's new on your tube? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We're just going to skip your rating altogether. <laughs> well, it doesn't so much matter. But <laughs> no. Well, Francisco, how would you rate it? Uh, so, I was, I was pretty torn between tragic and nostalgic myself. I think I and did end up landing on nostalgic though because oh good because <laughs> the, <laughs> there was there was enough of this movie that I enjoyed and I actually laughed out loud at a mm-hmm. considerable number of parts of it and I liked the music I liked some of the actual like message that it was trying to get across with following your dreams and not thinking that other people are necessarily depending on you but they are looking to the dream. I, Everything I yeah. said before, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of sputtering here. Uh, so I would, I would say, if you had seen it before, it, I, especially if you'd seen it before as a kid, some of those things, mm-hmm. like some of the jokes and the message, you, I don't think I certainly didn't pick up on it as a kid, and so I think it's, it's good enough just to see it again for those parts and fast forward mm-hmm. through the music, the music songs, unless you like the music song. Yeah, unless you like them. And in between there, there's a lot of boring stuff that you can fast forward through. <laughs> I didn't find it. I, it's a road movie. I found some of that interesting. Yeah, I did too, but yeah. Anyway, all right. So with that, the Retro Rewind Podcast rates The Muppet Movie a disputed tragic movie. Oh, I feel so bad. I still do. <laughs> I kind of do too, but... Because I, I like the I characters. vote for the Muppet Show. Well, that's why I voted for the Muppet yeah. Show. If I was going to recommend anything, it's this show. I appreciate your guys' convictions to our audience. That but is the I don't important. I had that's to read it a tragic when I fall asleep. Like, come on, uh, guys. Me? Really? And I didn't fall asleep. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With that, let's move on. Uh, Alice, will you please engage YouTube for us? Moving right along. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. <laughs> Paul, you know what's been what new on my on? tube? This song. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Can you move right along to giving us your new tube? Okay, so recently I saw uh, the Transformers movie with... Uh, yeah, what's it called? Dinobots uh, are awesome or something? Extinction? I don't know. It's the one with Mark Wahlberg and uh, he finds Optimus Prime. Uh, but uh, it was... Okay, look. I'm one of those people <laughs> in the past where people said, oh, Michael Bay is horrible director. And I'd be like... You know, I I enjoy you know a lot of his movies. It's a fun yeah, popcorn the rock is movie. Fun, you know, man. Armageddon, yeah. and you know what? Even the first Transformers, I if you take out the potty humor and the adolescent humor in it, I think it's a good movie for the yeah, most me part. Too. 
there's mm-hmm. there's a few parts in there. It's like, eh, but overall, I think it's a fun popcorn movie. So mm-hmm. I was willing to give this a try. And I've always been like, eh, but oh my gosh, I went on opening night, saw it in 3D. That movie was so bad. If I I totally lost all respect for Michael Bay with this movie and a couple of his others. Some of the things in there, some of the major plot things don't even make sense. It contradicts oh, each gosh. other. Oh. I don't Is that know the how the director's fault or the writer's fault. It's the director because he's ultimately in charge. He could go back to the writer and say, "Look, we need to change oh. this so it makes sense." Mm-hmm. So, I boo to both of them. <laughs> I mean, if I put, I would not even release this. I would not want my name on it if I was in charge. Like, mm-hmm. so I have now crossed over to the anti-Michael Bay area because of this movie, which really frustrates me because I was one of those yeah. people who said, "You know what? He's doing turtles. I'll give him a chance. I'd like to see that." And now they released this new trailer with uh, in front of the Transformer ones. And it looks even worse now. It's like, oh, oh. man. So now, uh, I know I said I'd go see the turtles in theaters, but I really don't want to. <laughs> oh, okay. So Not I only recommend go see it and drag me to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Paul. It's okay. Uh, All right. Christy, what is new on your tube? Well, I like to binge watch shows and mm-hmm. it, which is probably not healthy. But anyway. My new show that I'm watching is not new, but it's a new show for me. I think I saw a couple episodes when it first came out, Enterprise, with Scott Bakula. And I was like, what is the show? It's not cool. Star Trek. Right. But I started the pilot, and I've been watching, and it makes more sense. And you you get to learn about or have been on the same journey with the characters as they develop, so you like them more than if you jumped in on season two, episode four, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's only three or four seasons. But anyway, I'm enjoying it. Oh, cool. I've heard most Star Trek fans don't really like it, so, but I'm glad to hear that you Well, like I like Scott Bakula, so... Oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not... I mean, it's, I'm, I'm knitting. I'm not sitting there paying full attention to it. Mm. I'm knitting. So, so you enjoy if, the background noise that it gives you i'm only paying like 75 percent attention and occasionally i'll put my knitting down and pay attention for a few minutes and then remember ah you're supposed to be knitting right now pick up your knitting Mm. (laughs) but i'm i I like that up i like star trek things cool yeah i I generally like except for deep space nine whoa well most of deep space there's like halfway through deep space nine was good for a little while and then it turned into a soap opera yes the Dominion Wars. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. Yeah, I have no idea what you're I'd recommend about. it if you like Star Trek. If you would rewatch <clears throat> Star Trek The Next Generation over and over again, you could handle this. I'd have to disagree, but everyone's entitled to their own opinion, I guess. Well, you obviously <laughs> aren't a true Star Trek fan. Well, that's fine. <laughs> um, Deb, how about you weigh in? Deb Powers, Paul's mom. Yeah. She's a Trekkie. Or a trekker, or a trekker. You'd have to yeah, ask I don't which know. one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I apologize for myself a trekker, term. but oh, that's all right. Apparently, um, I'm not. How come I don't know? How come Deb and I have never talked Star Trek? I don't know. Next time she's on, she'll be on for a feature episode. Do you remember which one it is, Paul? 
Um, Stargate. Uh, Stargate. Should be on for yeah. our Stargate episode. Oh, I've never seen Stargate. Well, I mean, you can still talk with her. Oh. Anyway. So, Francisco, how would you rate the Muppet movie? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, wow, Paul is on the ball. No, then you go and do that to me. Yeah. What's new on my tube is uh, recently uh, Christian and I saw the Keanu Reeves directorial debut, Man of Tai Chi. Oh, I didn't is, know this. Yeah. It was, it was a, I, I enjoyed it as a kung fu movie. Mm. It is a lot of cool kung fu. The story is like, I mean, it's not. It's a kung fu movie. It's a kung fu movie, yeah. You don't expect don't, don't expect the story to be like mind blowing or like, anything like that. Or full of awesomeness like Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> sure. Wait here, I have a question for you. Yeah. You can designate kung fu movies as two dimensional, but you can't designate anything else as two dimensional when you I watch it. I felt Keanu Reeves as the bad guy was a very three dimensional bad guy. Wait, no, I, I can. I w- w- I'm actually curious where that came from as a complete tangent to this conversation. What? I don't remember ever saying I don't like two-dimensional things. Yes, the villain in the, in the Muppet. You said yeah, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, the whole movie. It was two-dimensional. It wasn't. Was the, did I say it was two-dimensional? We well, didn't appreciate the, the lack of, of character development, development and plot development. Plot and, development, yeah, certainly. And characters. You didn't like the characters very well either. Well, you yeah. thought Brave Sir Robin was like, why is he running? I don't understand. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, it's funny that you you're like kung fu movie. Don't go for the story, but the moves are awesome. The moves are awesome. Yes, well, he has... okay. You could say go. My Python story is not great. Characters aren't great, but it's so funny. It wasn't funny to me. Um, I if you go watch Money Python as a sketch show. Okay, it's okay, funny. but we're not. Hey, Francisco, <laughs> I've got a question for you. Does okay. Keanu Reeves know kung fu? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I know kung fu. You know what, Paul? If you haven't seen it, you should see it. Yeah, okay, I think cool. you would like it, Paul. Yeah, I mean, it's Keanu Reeves, but it's not Keanu Reeves like where where you're constantly going, "Ugh, Neo, go away." Mm-hmm. Bill, I know kung fu. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's rated R, which is odd um, because there I don't recall any cursing in it, and there's. Just violence? A little it's blood. It's really violence. violence. I mean, a lot of fine. You see people actually, uh, like Christy and I were wondering about this, and I think it's because you actually see people break other people's necks Ouch. a couple times, and it's not like a cutaway, You and you just hear it. You actually see it happen. Ouch. Oh, well. All right. <clears throat> I mean, if you wondered, that was in your head. <laughs> I didn't even know it was rated R. So, Aren't you one you know. person? All right, Paul. Oh, Anyway. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Alice, uh, let's see if we have... 
Well, actually, will you just bring up the communication satellites, please? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. We don't have any direct feedback uh, from listeners, but I did uh, put a poll on Facebook asking, uh, how often do you like read the show notes for the show? Because I, I invest a fair amount of time when I'm uh, pr- producing the episodes and just making the show notes. So I was curious, are people reading them? Are they not? So that I could better manage my time. I and, say kudos to you because I notice on some podcasts you, you can like look at their show notes for like particular episodes and there's like just the title. And yours is like yeah. pages long. It's like, <laughs> oh cool. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that, Paul. But yeah. I wanted to, I was curious, how did other people feel? I got a lot of people saying that they pretty much just go to the show notes when they are looking for links to things we've mentioned, I, I assume like YouTube or, or what have you. Um, and we did have uh, one person, Valerie Geary, who said that she reads the whole thing, which really appreciate that, Valerie, for every time we put an episode up, you read the whole show notes. Um, and then we had another listener, I think it was Sean McLean, who said, uh, I, I just, I, one of the options I gave was, uh, this is out an audio podcast. I don't read show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You had a really hard time getting that out. <laughs> and I sometimes have a hard time getting out the show notes. So based on that feedback, I'm going to start making the show notes pretty much just a very short summary. as still including the links that we mentioned and things like that. But um, if you don't like that, if you are like, if you love reading the whole show notes and love having that there, Please vote on that post. It should be at the top of our Facebook uh, page. Uh, please vote and say, I'm an A, which is I read the show notes and I appreciate those. But you got to do it soon because we're approaching the windmill. Exactly. Good reference, Paul. <laughs> um, if you have been listening this far into the show, please hashtag us at Retro Rewindcast what movie that is referenced to. That Paul just made the windmill reference to. Also, if you want to link to the commentary uh, track that Ask Paul Zelda. and I record for uh, for the movie Clue, please yeah. let one of us know. Uh, Paul's going to run down all the myriad of ways you can contact us, but just contact us so that we can uh, get that link to you. And it'd be great to hear, you know, if what we could do to improve on the next commentaries we want to do. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so finally. There. What? So there, yeah. Uh, finally, if you want to, uh, it'd be great to get more Stitcher reviews or iTunes reviews. Thank you to everyone who has reviewed the show. It really helps us be seen when people search for a retro movie podcast or retro video games podcast. So thank you to everyone who has rated us. And if you haven't, please do so. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash subscribe. All right. Well, with that, Paul? Actually, let's start with Christy. Christy, how can people get in touch with you? And do you have anything to promote? Um, thank you for this fun time. And just go ahead and leave a message with Retro Rewind Podcast because I'm married to that dude. <laughs> One of us, not both of us. Oh, uh, awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guess which one. And did you have anything to promote, Christy Ruiz? 
Mm. No, Francisco Ruiz. <laughs> and now you guys Five. making it harder. But you're going to. <laughs> what about going to India? Oh, okay. Make donations in. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> to retrorewindpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> to Westport Church. Oh, I'm going to India again in October. Yeah. So if anyone feels led to participate in that trip, I, I, I'm not going to stop you. Let the Holy Spirit move you. Or, you, you know, if you need a babysitter or something, just let me know. Locally, if you're in right. Beaverton, Hillsborough, area, not California or wherever you're listening to. Sorry. Paul, how can people get in touch with you? And do you have anything to promote? Uh, they can get in touch with me at pauljpowers.com. Twitter is at pauljpowers. All that good stuff. All righty. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And I want to promote again my web design services. If you need a website redesigned or designed, uh, or if you need podcast cover art made or anything like that, just uh, hit me up at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact and let me know that, Francisco, I'm interested in your design services. With that, Paul, will you please tell us what we're doing next time on the show? Oh, we've been missing the year 1994 being back here in the year 1979, so let's go back <laughs> there again for the 20th anniversary of the movie Angels in the Outfield. Do we still need to get the... Uh, Sports Almanac away from Biff? Is that why we keep going back? We keep missing it or something? I'm not allowed to say on this podcast in case he's listening. But until then, we would love if you would share the show with your friends, except if their friend's name is Biff. And if you want to support (laughs) us. or Tanner. And if your real name is Biff, we'd like to see a birth certificate and promote (laughs) you because that'd be awesome. (laughs) Um, but if you want to support us even more, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash support to find out how. If you want to follow friend, pin, plus us, whatever, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash social. But if all you want to do is send us some good old-fashioned written feedback or questions, head on over to retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. <laughs> I want to thank you again, Paul, for being on the show, as always. Oh, thank you. It's a blast. It is a blast. (laughs) (laughs) And we just just exploded. (laughs) I was about to thank her for coming on the show, but she's now uh, disintegrated. (laughs) Oh, no, she's back. She's rematerialized. Got that? (laughs) She has eight more lives. Talk. (laughs) Rematerialized. Rematerialized. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show once again. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But most of all, thank you, listener, for listening, downloading, subscribing, rain, reviewing, sharing with your friends, pinning our our Pinterest pins, however you interact with us. Thank you so much. We really appreciate having you along this fun retro ride, whether you're doing chores, whether you're cleaning or on your commute to work. Thank you so much for listening. And like a Pokemon, we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Gotta catch them all. Retro Rewind Podcast. (laughs) You said that same thing last time. I know, right? I do it on time. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nathan Domingo.
<laughs> Podcast. Wow. <laughs> I think we just lost some of our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. You are awesome. I'm sorry. I'm done with the show. Bye, guys. I'm not more. Podcast. <laughs> that's all, folks.